how's it going YouTube? This is Eric with the Eric Abroad channel and you are listening or watching to the very, very first Eric Abroad video podcast. That's right. I am super excited for this, guys. Um, first off, I want to say happy Halloween. Um, I'm recording this on Sunday, so I guess it's technically not Halloween yet, but to the future, to those of you, this will be uploaded on Halloween, so let's cue up the sound effects. <laughs> That is the Halloween sound effect I queued up just for that. Um, today, guys, um, I'm really excited to start this. Um, again, we're going to see how this goes. This is the very first video podcast I've ever done. And um, I come from a film background where I'm used to editing out things that I don't need. Um, I'm used to having a script. I'm used to having uh, music to use. And we don't have any of those. We have sound effects, uh, no script. I have some notes here uh, to guide us through this. But today, we're going to be talking about something... I think a lot of you guys, uh, or a lot of the people who watch my channel are very interested, and that is... What could it be? What could it be? How to learn Japanese! Oh, I already botched that. Damn it. I <laughs> I downloaded the, the Zelda sound effect. We'll play it again. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? I'll turn it off. I already botched it. I messed up how I fuck. All right, whatever. Um, yeah, we're going to learn today how um, I learned Japanese, but I'm also still learning it. I'm still in school learning it, so I'm by no means fluent. I guess I'll throw that out there right off the bat. Um, I, people will be like, oh, how did you how did you perfect your fluency in Japanese? Well, it's it's not fluent um, by any means. I, I would, you know, I won't say it's bad. I think it's getting it's getting to a point where I can use everyday conversation I can make phone calls um, I've been working at a bookstore lately um, that's a Japanese bookstore so there I use Japanese throughout the whole day with customers and with my boss um, so those are like my credentials I guess um, up until this point I've been studying Japanese for um, about two and a half almost three years pretty soon here it'll be three years um, so yeah um, a lot of the guys if, if you guys don't know my channel by the way thank you for listening and or watching uh, we have the video podcast on YouTube and the audio versions are going up to SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. So if you would rather listen to it there, you're free to do that. Um, again, I'm really excited for this. Uh, this is the very first one, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And I hope this is helpful for you guys because um, uh, for those who don't know me, uh, my YouTube channel is a channel where we basically um, spend time talking about, uh, or sorry, traveling throughout Japan, uh, discussing Japanese culture, and also trying to learn a little bit of the Japanese language on the side. Um, and in the comments, quite often, a lot of you guys will ask me, like, hey, how did you learn Japanese? Uh, what textbook should I buy? Should I go to school? You know, these, I see the same question kind of pop up a lot. So I thought this would be a great first video podcast topic to go over because um, learning Japanese is a lot of fun. Um, uh, but I'll also say it's it's probably not for everyone. Um, as, you know, even in my case, I learned Spanish growing up and I hated it. <laughs> you know, it's not... It's not for everyone to learn a specific language, you know, and that will bring us into my I'm looking at my notes here I have some bullet points to kind of guide us through this again. This isn't scripted, but I these notes will just help me keep on track I think so Rule well not rule. I guess uh, Step one. I don't know question number one <clears throat> uh, Is simply this why do you want to learn Japanese? Uh, and that this can go with again this video could probably apply to any language but today we're gonna specifically be talking about uh, Japanese why do you want to learn it um, you know that might be a broad question you might be like well I'm just interested in oh I mm, excuse me I just had some coffee <laughs> it's late at night here so I got a little burp there so I didn't want to burp in the mic there um, yeah a you know it might be a broad question a lot of people a lot of the answers I hear are like oh you know um, I grew up watching anime, I like video games, and I'd like to learn the language a bit because I think it's cool and I like the culture. And to that I say, hey, welcome, super cool. Um, that is no better or no worse no worse of reason to learn a language, that's totally cool. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'll tell you guys my background and how I started learning Japanese and what kind of motivated me to start and what continues to, mo or what, mo what continues to motivate me, I don't know. Um, I guess I could make it a long story, but I'm going to try to keep this podcast. We're going to aim for an hour here. Let's see how we do. We're going to aim for an hour. I think that's a good amount of time to get all this information out. And again, this isn't scripted. Um, and this is a fun thing for me, kind of a fun time for me to kind of just, I finally get to ramble. I finally get to just say whatever I want. And 
I guess, make you guys listen to it. So sorry about that. <laughs> um, but anyways, I'm going to try to keep this story short. So basically, um, if you guys have seen some of my first videos on my YouTube channel, um, there was a video where I went to the beach with uh, a couple American friends and some Japanese friends. Again, these are like some, I think those are like my very first videos. And there's a guy in those videos, his name was Brett. Um, I'd consider him, I guess, one of my best friends. And uh, a couple years ago, we lived together for about a year in the same apartment. And I can't remember what time of the year or what the occasion was, but we were having a party. And um, we were having like a kind of a small party. And Brett's friend, I won't say his name just to keep it whatever. Um, let's say his name is Mick. So Brett's friend Mick. It's not his real name, but... So Brett's friend Mick, at the time, was studying at Portland State University, which is the college uh, where I live. I live in Portland, Oregon, of United States of America. And um, he was studying and living in the dorm rooms there. And um, his roommate... So again, this is Mick. Brett's friend Mick was studying at Portland State, and his roommate was a foreign student from Japan. And none of us had ever met him. I didn't even know he had a Japanese roommate. And uh, so Mick asked Brett, like, hey, is it cool if I bring my, my Japanese roommate to the party? He'd really like to come. And Brett said, absolutely, like, bring him over. And I think Mick was a little hesitant to bring him, thinking he might be, I don't know, shy or embarrassed. It turns out um, he is, I think even now, he's, he's a professional comedian <laughs> living in Tokyo. And I say that very seriously. I've seen... I've seen um, some of the tournaments he's in. He's been on like TV and won some competitions. He's really legit. And I, I believe he recently left his main job to pursue uh, being a comedian full time. That doesn't matter. But all I'm saying is he was not shy at all. He showed up at this party. He was hilarious. He was talking to us. Um, we drank together. We did some shots. Um, but um, at the time, I knew nothing about Japan, really, outside of what uh, any American knows, you know, watching samurai movies or pokemon growing up you know things like Yu-Gi-Oh. i don't know like i didn't know much about japan outside of just like some social media things or uh uh popular media i guess and anyways so um i didn't really really know what to talk to him about so uh we had super smash brothers on the tv going this was super smash super smash brothers melee by the way um on the gamecube uh, don't play well I don't want to start a war here but Melee's the best game um, anyways <laughs> we had that up on the TV for the party uh, and I asked him like hey do you play Smash and you know he's from Japan and Smash is from Japan he probably plays and he goes oh I haven't played since I was a kid but sure let's play and um, at the time I thought I was pretty good I actually thought I was I played Marth for those who know Super Smash Brothers Marth is uh, the, the blue guy kind of looks like a girl and he has a sword I thought I was pretty good so I challenged him, and he played... I remember this actually pretty clearly. This is kind of sad that I know this, but he was playing Captain Falcon, and uh, we were both down to our last lives. And um, for those of you who don't know, have any idea what I'm talking about, I apologize. Uh, Smash is basically a party game uh, where you fight each other as Nintendo characters and uh, super nerdy, but it's Smash. It's really fun. And um, if you fall off the stage, you die. So we were fighting, and we ended up like jumping off the stage together, and we're punching each other in the air and he died just before I did. So like I was about to die and I like poked him with the sword. That sounded weird. And he died. And so everyone kind of went like, oh, because it was a really intense match. And we were all, you know, we're a few drinks in. We're kind of drunk. And this was the I, this. Now that I think about it, this actually may have been the moment where I decided, OK, not only do well, I guess one, I want to get to know this guy more this Japanese guy, because his response to the loss of this game was so funny. Um, I, I think after this point, I decided, okay, I want to get to know this guy more, and I also want to learn a little bit of Japanese so that I can kind of talk with this guy more, or just learn more about his culture. Um, and that moment was, I killed him, everyone throws up their stuff, he drops to his knees, for those not watching the video, I'm trying to, I'm kind of animating it, but um, basically he drops to his knees, throws his arms up in the air, and he shouts in like the like a very japanese accent but he's speaking in english he shouts oh no world war ii we lose again <laughs> that still makes me laugh every time it's so f oh i guess i could use this here here there's well that was stupid here how about this laugh track aha there we go yeah it is funny it is funny right thanks guys <laughs> Um, yeah, so he shouts, World War II, we lose again after losing a Super Smash Brothers match. And all of us, we fell to the floor. 
Um, again, we're we're very intoxicated, but it was it was seriously um, one of the funniest moments for me. Like one of the funniest top three funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Um, from that moment, we became great friends. I would say, <clears throat> as in, we were hanging out all the time. Um, and again, I just through that, I got um, I I met some more of his friends, and we'd go out to go eat, and we'd talk a little bit. And you know, it's fun to exchange like culture things, like ask him about like what Japanese guys think about you know basic things like girls and uh, different movies and music, and I guess that's kind of boring, but you know what I mean. Like just asking about other cultures, it's really really fun. And through that, I started you know, hey, how do I say this in Japanese? Hey, how do I say this? And um, <clears throat> long story short, after meeting all of them and uh, getting interested in the culture, at the time, at the same time, I was quitting, not quitting, I got kind of laid off from uh, a job I was doing, uh, which I was working full time. So the fact that I was getting laid off was a big deal. And um, I decided at that point I'd like to go back to school. So it kind of just worked out where I was <clears throat> already going back to school. And I apologize, I'm coughing a lot. Um, I think I may be catching a cold. Uh, it rains in Oregon every day, so I'm going to be coughing probably quite a bit throughout this. I'm going to try to move away from the mic. I'm still kind of new to using a mic like this, so uh, apologize for that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, anyway, so at the same, it just kind of worked out where I basically uh, was able to go back to school, and I was like, okay, I'll start taking some classes in Japanese because I don't know why not, and um, I did. And uh, after a year of doing that, I loved it so much, I decided to go to Japan for a year, study abroad. Um, in next week's podcast, we'll actually be discussing how I did that, um, like the steps I took, who I talked to. Um, I can give advice maybe, I guess, on like setting up, well, not a bank account because I never did that, but like, I don't know, just like getting to Japan, traveling, um, what trains to use, you know, things like that, um, how to find things. And it, my advice is might be specific to my experience, but um it may help. So that'll be next week. Um, <clears throat> so I did that for, uh, yeah, about 10 months. I was living in Japan, uh, Osaka, Japan, which uh, is basically the second biggest city aside from Tokyo. And I'm not even saying this as a buy. I am kind of biased, but Osaka is so much more fun than Tokyo, in my opinion. Um, Tokyo is fun if you're going to Japan for like a week. But if you're going for months, Osaka is a is a blast. And it's it's just a lot less crowded. And it's like the it's like going to either Portland, Oregon, or New York. I, I use Portland because it's again I'm biased because I love Portland. But, um, anyways, I loved Osaka. It was great, and um, now I'm back home finishing my last year, and I intend on going back to Osaka after I graduate uh, next fall um, to hopefully go back and teach English. Um, I have a few friends that are working out there right now. Um, some of you might ask if it's Jet. It's not Jet. Um, they're working he's been working as an English teacher for like 10 years. He's, he's older than I am, but, um, we became good friends over there. And anyways, um, I may get a job through him. If not, um, I may do something like jet or something to kind of get my foot in the door and then move on from there because I don't really have experience teaching English, but, um, if you want to move to Japan and work in Japan, teaching English is by far the easiest way to do that. So, um, I want to learn Japanese so that it can help my chances to get a job if I'm able to talk to my bosses. And yeah, so why do I want to learn Japanese? Um, well, originally it was to talk to my friends and it still is. Um, I want to be able to communicate and like my goal is to be fluent in Japanese with my friends to where I never like it's just muscle memory. We can make jokes. I can talk shit about people. You know, what I mean, you can get together and like just just jump into Japanese. That's my that's why I want to learn it. And I also like I said, it would it might help me get a job in Japan. Um, especially if I want to live there, learning that, you know, if I speak Japanese, that's going to be very helpful and make it much more comfortable for me. So that's why I want to learn it. So, um, that's my first question is why do you want to learn? Um, because you're going to want some, that motivation in your head, um, on the days that you don't want to study. Um, I, everyone has those days. Athletes have days they don't want to train. People have days they don't want to go work. Uh, I have a lot of days I don't want to study Japanese, but I remember, okay, Next year, I'm going to be back in Japan, in theory. Um, do I want to take a day off and maybe not learn a few words, or should I learn a few words? And that, that usually motivates me enough to go, okay, all right, fuck it. Like, let's learn at least a little bit. Um, yeah, so anyways, that's kind of my intro to that, is why do you want to learn a language? It's, it's a good thing to know. And people are going to ask, too. Like, you know, especially as a foreigner learning Japanese, if you go to Japan, they're going to say, why Japanese? Like, why? Like, and, you know... To Americans, it might be kind of obvious, like, well, it's a cool country, it's Japan, it's another culture, but to them, they don't, it's normal for them, like, what, why would you choose us? It's kind of, it, usually they kind of seek after, or 
I'm kind of generalizing here, but in my experience, um, my Japanese friends usually seek kind of American culture. They want to listen to Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber and MTV and Hollywood, and they they want that. <clears throat> um, and then Americans going into Japan, they like they want to go to the shrines and the temples, and so it's kind of this opposite. You know, you kind of want to experience where you haven't been yet. So, um, and that's true for Japan too. So know why you want to, and tell them like, well, I want to learn because X. Um, second question on my list here is are you going to school and can you travel um i hope i don't want to discourage anyone who can't do either of these things if you can't go to school or go to try or wow if you cannot go to school and you cannot travel that's fine of course um obviously i'm what i'm saying is if you can it will absolutely help i'm gonna say that um but that doesn't mean you can't learn on your own that doesn't mean you can't learn without traveling there's plenty of ways to still be able to speak with japanese people um still ways to kind of practice on your own so uh yeah second point on there if you are going to school does your school have a program are you still in high school are you in middle school are you in college are you already graduated are you like a parent already um I think most people age-wise who watch my channel seem to be roughly high school to college or lo uh, low 30s. But if you're older and you have like family and stuff like that, um, learning as a hobby is definitely possible. Um, I'll say this, Japanese is very hard. Um, any language is very hard, but Japanese in particular for English speakers is difficult in that it's it's just so different. It, the grammar and the structure is so flipped. Um, it's going to take a while, but if you're want, if you're willing to do it, anyone, you know, if you follow your dreams, you can do anything, you know, and there's my jokes thing. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, seriously. So I hope I don't want to discourage anyone, but if you can go to school, um, and you can travel to Japan to practice your Japanese, you know, I would encourage practicing before you go. Um, please do because it'll help for sure. Um, uh, I think my first week in school, I learned more in one week in, in school than like six months that I tried to do self-studying, trying to learn to be able to talk with that comedian friend. I was doing a uh, program online similar to like Rosetta Stone, I guess, but it's not. It's only audio. It's called Pimsleur, P-I-M-S-L-E-U-R, I think. And I've heard it's actually pretty good for some languages like German or French. Um, German is easier to learn for English speakers because it's, well, it's Germanic. I think they're both, they both come from like the same root. So grammatically, I think it's easier. I don't know. I don't speak a lick of German, but um, for Japanese, it wasn't really that easy. And I've heard for Rosetta Stone as well, that it's pretty shitty for Asian languages because the reason for that is um, <clears throat> the way Rosetta Stone is set up is uh, it'll show you a picture and then the word, and you have to like choose which picture is the right one you know kind of like, it's like a baby it's like which one is the apple and you pick it right and in theory that would work great and i think for like spanish or any other language um for english speakers that would work really well but um unfortunately for japanese it's so different that the grammar i think it really in my opinion it, it's better to be taught in a classroom it's better to have a teacher that you can go to after class and other classmates and ask like i don't really understand this grammar point how can i how does this work and i i would recommend a classroom um, <clears throat> at least for the first year, that's, that's one thing I'll say. Um, the first, the first, in the first year of Japanese, um, when you're first starting out, <clears throat> wow, I'm coughing a lot and I really apologize. That's probably annoying. Uh, <coughs> that's, ugh, that's killing me. Um, in your first year of Japanese, the first thing you're going to learn aside from, you know, some basic words, konnichiwa, sayonara, ohayo, you know, some words like these. Um, <clears throat> you're going to learn, uh, okay. So for those who don't know in Japanese, there's three writing systems. So let's talk about that for a second. Um, there's three writing systems. Uh, one is hiragana, hiragana, uh, katakana, katakana, or kanji. Um, we're going to not talk about kanji too much today, maybe a little bit, um, because kanji are the Chinese characters and they're really hard to learn. Um, they're fun to learn. They're rewarding to learn, but they're very difficult. So for now, let's just focus on the first two. Um, hiragana and katakana, you'll learn these. Hiragana is a um, very simple form of Japanese. It's essentially an alphabet. Um, each character has a, how do I say, like a vowel, like a, like a sound. So like, uh, for example, the the first one is like an A. So it's a, i, u, e, o, kakikukeko, sasi, su, su, se, so. So they, they go like that, like a, i, u, e, o, but they're different things. Um, 
rarirureiro and things like that and it just goes down um you know of course it's at first it's it's uh it's hard to learn just because it's new but it's essentially just like a new alphabet um i don't know how many how many characters is it like 48 50 someone can correct me on that but it's it's some it's basically like two times the amount of letters we have in english as far as alphabet um <clears throat> but they're phonetic and they never change so like as opposed to english where like uh, different vowels can have different pronunciations. Japanese won't have that. I mean, there, there's rare cases where you kind of change it um, for fluency purposes, but you generally you can just read it out phonetically. So you don't have to, if that makes sense. Um, so the first thing you'll learn is hiragana. And hiragana is used for, um, it's the first thing that's taught to like Japanese children. It's like how they would maybe write their name before they know kanji. Um, Japanese children's books, if you buy a children's book, which I absolutely recommend, seriously they're they're awesome by like um if you guys know like the giving tree um what, what are some other like classic stories ones like that like very classic children's stories you can buy them in japanese um if you can find it online or in a bookstore i absolutely recommend it because it's a great it might don't be ashamed you know you're 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 if you're starting a new language you're basically a japanese child so um kind of just treat it like that and you'll grow through it um, so hiragana is that katakana is the same in that the sounds are the same. Uh, the writing is a bit different, you know, it's all different characters, but, um, the sounds are all the same, but the difference is, is it's only used to try to pronounce, um, foreign words. So, um, for example, if you went to Japan and you wanted to do dry cleaning, you'd go to the place that has the sign that says kuriningu. So it's not cleaning, it's kuriningu. And it's spelled in the katakana form. Um, and because it's in katakana, you know that it's a foreign word trying to be pronounced, um, if that makes sense. It's, it's a Japanese person trying to pronounce a foreign word, which might sound like, oh my God, now I have to learn two different writing systems. This is so much. Believe me, believe me, after you learn it, you'll be so thankful you did because when you um, are trying to, if, say for example, you were trying to re read cleaningu, but in hiragana, you would think it's a Japanese word. And you're like, what does kuriningu mean? Like, what is that word? Oh, I've never heard that. But the second it's in katakana, you know immediately, ah, okay, this is a foreign word. And it's, it's not just English. Um, another example is the Japanese word for part-time job is arubaito or baito. You can say baito. Um, apparently, it's a German word. I, I, I don't know what the original word is, but it's apparently it's German. And it's something that has to do with like part-time work. Um, so those are the first things, two things you'll learn, hiragana and katakana. Um, so basically my first year in America studying Japanese was learning those two, um, learning a little bit of kanji. We learned about a hundred kanji, which is like the numbers, um, day, night, uh, today, tomorrow, yesterday, things like that. Pretty basic ones, um, which they're, they're <laughs> kanji are hard. So we're not going to go into that too much, uh, today that, that we can talk about that another time. Uh, they are fun though. Um, they just, they take a lot of time. Uh, so my first year was basically hiragana, katakana, and kind of learning like the basic grammar and kind of understanding how it works. Because at first, man, it, it it's it's quite a puzzle. And this this podcast is more teaching you like how I how to approach Japanese, uh, ways to stay motivated, and tools you can use. Um, teaching Japanese, like I'm not this isn't going to be like a language lesson necessarily right now. Um, those we may do in future videos. I would love to do um, Eric abroad Japanese with Eric abroad 101 kind of things. Um, I think that'd be really fun. And then also like uh, not basic Japanese, like swear words and slang and words that like kids in Japan actually use because there's actually a lot. Um, that would also be really fun. So that'll be in the future. Anyways, I'm kind of getting sidetracked here. So textbooks and um, phone applications and anything that I use to learn Japanese, let's get into it. So those who are listening not or listening on the uh, audio podcast and not watching the video podcast, I apologize. Uh, I can't show you the textbook but i'll try to describe it here the first one that i did um when i was in america i used a different textbook but basically any textbook is going to be the same for the first year because it's hiragana katakana and the basics of japanese so there's, there's only so much they can put in um so the book i got in my second year and this is also offered in a first year version um and i want to say i don't work for any of these companies i'm not sponsored by any of these so please don't ask um these are literally just the books i own um and have acquired through the years there may be better books that you can go ahead and you <clears throat> go ahead and use by all means go ahead this is this is just what i recommend and what i've used this book is called genki oh it's disgustingly dirty i've used it for quite a while here um this was my second year book um they all they also offer a year one book i don't know if they have a year three book um but this book is great i'll pop this open here 
So for example, I'm going to pull up chapter 14. What is it? What chapter is this? I don't know. Um, I think this is chapter 14 here. So this will just kind of give you an example of how it works. So uh, first page says bumpo, which means grammar. And the first grammar is hoshi. Hoshi. Hoshi means to want something. So I want a good kanji dictionary. I kanji no jisho ga hoshi desu. It's jisho, right? I think I forgot the word. Yes, it's jisho. We're good. <laughs> so that's just an example. Um, so basically when you open up this chapter, it'll show you like four or five of these new words. So hoshi, uh, masen, which is, we don't have to go into that, but it's another grammar point. Um, and you'll basically go through this throughout like a week. Um, you'll learn five new grammar points. You'll learn about, I think it's like 30, 40 vocab words. Um, so you learn some new grammar, some new words like vocabulary. And then at the very end, there's usually like practice stuff you can do. There's an audio, I think that there's a CD that comes with it, which is actually super helpful. Um, again, th like I, I really took my time with this and it was absolutely worth it. So if you do need to self-study, I think you absolutely can with this book. Again, it's called Genki. Um, this is Genki 2. Actually, one of my professors in Japan was one of the author authors of this book. I didn't know that. Um, this, the day I went into my class, they called out. She was introducing herself, doing her, uh, it's called a Jiko Shokai, which is a self-introduction. Um, and she was like, ah, Tokashiki sensei desu. And I was like, Tokashiki? That sounds familiar. And I like, I looked in the book. I'm looking right here. Kyoko Tokashiki. So that was my teacher. And she helped write this book, apparently. So um, that's pretty interesting. Um, definitely recommend it. Great book. Um, again, I told you we're not going to get into kanji today, but I will show you the textbooks I bought for it. Um, these are also made by Genki. It's called Kanji Look and Learn. Um, these have the first, these have 512 kanji. Um, basically a rule of thumb, I, I at least, and I could be wrong, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in Japanese, by the time you graduate high school as like a Japanese student, you roughly know about 2,000 kanji. Like you can read and write 2,000 kanji. Um, <clears throat> and that, I believe that's enough to kind of get by in life, like uh, newspapers and, you know, just like everything in Japan. If you know the 2,000, you're usually fine. Maybe some names or some like uh, place names or train station names might be hard to understand, but at least reading books and stuff, uh, 2,000 is pretty good. So this is the first 512. Um, this I I for two it basically two years of studying got me through this these books um, and I need to go through and review them again so they're great to have I carry with these these with me all the time and I'll go through like okay yeah that's that kanji because if you're not using it every day I might be reading it a lot I you know I'll be texting my friends um, doing a lot of stuff ooh that's another thing we'll talk about this is an application that you guys should get um, uh, for text messaging and um, yeah you know so I'll read it a lot and be like okay I know how to read it. And then the second someone asked me to write it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot. So um, kanji, these are good. It's two books, actually. Um, this is the one that I usually use. But this uh, is another one. It's basically just like the workbook. Uh, so it's like homework. And uh, I guess if you're self-studying, you could use this too. Like, okay, in one week, I'm going to learn 12 kanji. I'm going to do the homework for it and kind of turn it into myself. Maybe have a friend that can help you correct it. Or, uh, you know, um, I think these are great. Um, aside from that, let's see. <laughs> I actually have a bunch of kanji books that I bought in my first year because I was so excited to learn it and I never used them. Um, this is one. I'll always keep this. It's basically just like it has, it's called the guide to reading and writing Japanese. Again, these, these guides, there's so many that exist. You don't necessarily have to buy these um, when it comes to kanji because there's a lot that exist. It's basically just, um, it just has all the kanji listed with all the readings, how to draw it. Um, I know my camera isn't picking this up too well. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, um, I never use this. Well, I don't know. It's good to have though. Like I'll never throw this away. One that I might get rid of. Actually, I don't know. If I ever do like a like a live stream or like a giveaway sometime, this might be what I give away. <laughs> this is the a guide to writing uh, kanji and oh and the hiragana katakana. So if you're learn if you're new to Japanese, let me pop this open. I bought this and I never used it. So first kanji is. Ah, it's just ah, it's like an A, boom, that's it right there. So it has a million slots where you can keep redrawing it over and over and over, and then like really small slots so you can learn how to draw it small. Um, I bought this and I never used it. Not not to say it was bad, but it's basically just how to draw kanji and um, you can practice it. So um, I guess maybe I should do like a giveaway sometime and uh, someone who wants to learn Japanese and it like I think deserves it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
I might give this away or something because I'll never use it. Um, yeah. Um, aside from that, ooh, these are good. Um, I like I said, I was working at a Japanese bookstore, so I found these. Um, these are actual textbooks that are used in Japan. Oh, sorry, these are for kanji. So again, I said I wouldn't talk about it, but I'll just show you these. Um, the company I believe is Kumon. Yeah, it's Kumon. K U M O N, but in uh, hiragana it's Kumon right there. Um, Kumon no shogaku dureru, which is like uh, drills for elementary school kids. Um, this is second year, so literally like second grade um, kanji. Um, and I know I'm recommending it and I bought it, but I haven't gone through it at all yet. Um, this second year one is mostly review for me. Um, so I kind of went through and just like read it. This third year one, I have no excuse. Um, I just simply haven't done it yet. So I have the same one for third year. Um, I just bought it because I figured I'd practice with it. But um, for me, the English versions have been obviously easier because the explanations are in English. So it helps me like, okay, I actually understand it. I'm not trying to decipher these Japanese ones. Um, oh, and then this is just another book. It's just a notepad for kanji, um, just blank paper haven't used it yet um what i mostly use for kanji and i know i i keep saying i'm not going to talk about kanji too much but this also applies to hiragana katakana um there's an application that i have i am on android so i know not everyone has android um and you guys have iphone but there's plenty of applications for iphone um i know there's one called imiwa like i-m-i-w-a um imiwa in japanese means what's the meaning um Apparently it's like a, a dictionary and I think you can look up kanji and things like that um, But I haven't used it. So I apologize. I don't know all the information about it um, I think that this application is terrific. Let me go to the uh, it's just it's simply called kanji study I'm showing the video people here right now. I know it's hard to read but just type in kanji study um, There's a free version, but I paid for the full version to unlock all the uh, cool stuff. So for example um, if I'm studying uh, <clears throat> This is hiragana Again, I know my camera isn't really picking it up, but these are all like the hiragana characters. You can open it up. Whoa. Well, there we go. Look at that. It even has it like a i u a o. Here we go. <laughs> wow, that was weird. Um, okay, so it has all that. You can basically you can study them like flashcards, uh, memorize them, and you can also practice writing them, which is great. It'll test you. It'll say like, how do you draw um, o? And you're like, fuck you have to actually draw it. And if you fuck up, it'll tell you. This is terrific app. I use this. Um, I personally, right now, I take the train to school because it's close enough. Um, it's more convenient living in a city to take the train than drive. So I take the, I take the bus. And um, <clears throat> uh, I use this when I'm on there and just to kill time. And it really helps me refresh my, uh, I use it specifically for kanji, but um, if you're using hiragana, katakana or beginner's kanji it has all of them in here and you can totally practice i absolutely recommend it that shit's awesome um you know i buy all these books and but you can see i haven't even touched them because i can do it all on my phone now and it's kind of sadly almost too convenient but it's it's great to have um another app of course is google translate um i'll say this <clears throat> google translate is terrific for single words and for kanji um if you see like a if you're in japan and you're like i don't know how to read that uh, there's a feature in Google Translate that allows you to draw the kanji out and you kind of have to draw it fast Unfortunately, it's pretty picky, but if you can draw it quick enough It'll translate it for you and then cool you can read it um, That's that is that helped me out so much and especially if you're um, The other app I'm gonna recommend in a moment uh, is for text messaging if you're text messaging a friend in Japanese and they say something You're like shit. I don't know how to say that um, Obviously punching it into Google Translate can help um, but I'll say this, uh, Google Translate for sentences, obviously it's, well, maybe that's not obvious, but I'll just tell you, it's it's not great. Because um, grammatically, again, Japanese is very different. So putting in Japanese and getting like a direct translation in English, it never really works. But for single words and for single kanji, it's terrific. And I use it a lot, like almost every day. And you can make, uh, you can save certain words. So if there's a certain word I'm struggling with, um, what's a word I've been struggling with lately? There was a few words I forgot. Um... Was it suiseki? Let me actually, I'm going to check right now. I think it's, sorry, sorry for the delay here for those. Uh, again, this is the podcast, so it's kind of a slow pace here. Um, I hope you guys are listening to this um, like while you're kind of doing something else, maybe like cooking or doing laundry or driving or riding the bus, studying your kanji. Haha. Huh? Um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm new to podcasts, but when I listen to podcasts, um, I listen to, uh, I like comedian podcasts, Bill Burr is the comedian that I like. He's, he's hilarious. And, um, I listen to his a lot cause it's just kind of like, 
background noise. Um, anyways, I'm going off on another, another tangent here, but I'm just going to say, um, I hope you guys are, um, not like sitting on the edge of your seat. So what's the answer to learning uh, Japanese? Cause I'm, I'm really taking my time here. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to my phrase book. And where's the word? I think it's suiseki, which I think means um, to guess. So I guess I'm guessing right here now. Let's do the guess. I'll punch it in. Um, suiseki. Oh, I think I, I don't think that's a real word. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to have to study that later. But again, this is great. So again, um, I could punch it now in English because I fucked up. I lost. Um, we lose for the day. To guess. Ah, suisoku. Okay, so it's suisek. It's not suiseki. It's suisok. So you can just see there. Well, actually, you can't see there because my camera sucks. But suisoku to guess. So again, it's great for if you have a word that's like fuck, I just can't remember it. You can save it. Uh, look out of you know, challenge myself. Like okay, in two hours, I'm gonna ask myself again, what was that word, and try to remember. So that helps me. Um, okay, let's move on here. Um, those are yeah. So those what have I shown you so far? The textbooks I have, kind of the apps I have. Um, and I guess, um, yeah, I'm looking at all the rest of my notes here. It's basically just advice. Um, so here we go. Again, I hope this is helpful. Um, it may seem pretty obvious, but it's it's looking back at me studying the languages or at the language. There's some things that um, I liked and didn't like and some things that worked and didn't work. So these are what worked for me. So um, again, I hope this helps. Um, again, I recommended going to school if you can, because for me, it helped tremendously, um, mostly because it makes you do it. Um, I know that sounds weird and if you really want to learn the language and you can do it on your own go ahead but I'm the kind of guy like over this summer break when I got back from Japan I told myself okay every day I'm going to practice Japanese I'm going to get my kanji up to par so when I show up to class in the fall I'm going to kill it um, I studied maybe two out of like 40 days <laughs> because it's you know okay people are going to the beach people you know you you find excuses um uh, I, I use this analogy. It's like the guy who buys a guitar on a whim. Like, I'm going to buy a guitar and get sick of guitar. What happens to that guitar? It ends up sitting there. He never he played it for the first week. He was excited about it. He wanted to learn all the music. He played Smoke on the Water 100 times, and then he puts it away, right? Um, it's like buying a guitar on a whim. If you pick up a language on a whim, you're going to drop it on a whim as well, and it's not going to work. So that's why the first question is so important. Why do you want to learn it? Um, because... Uh, and again, I'm not trying to discourage anyone. If you want to just learn it and you realize it's not for you and you quit, there's no shame in that. Um, but having that uh, reason for why you're studying it can definitely help. So um, I recommend going to classes if you, if you can. Um, and my advice in those classes, um, I may be biased because um, <clears throat> I'm not a very shy person. That may be obvious. I'm, I'm pretty outgoing. Um, I love to be, I love to hang out with other people. I'm very friendly. Well, I sorry, I'm not trying to sound like I'm bragging, but I just know my personality. It's very outgoing. When I was a kid, I used to be I was in plays. Um I loved to act. I loved to just kind of like make jokes. I I guess I would I was always kind of the class clown. Um and I I, I well, yeah, I don't know. So for me, it's kind of biased because I don't mind getting in front of a classroom. I don't mind raising my hand and trying and failing um, because it doesn't really bother me. Um, some, you know, I'm human. Sometimes I get nervous in front of people, but for the most part, compared to you know maybe the average person, I'm 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 very comfortable uh, with public speaking. <clears throat> so this might not apply for everyone, and I apologize if it doesn't. But my advice is um, always volunteer to try to read something, try to answer a question, try to say something. Um, because I mean, again, this is going to sound like obvious advice, but I'm serious. Like if you're in class and you're kind of feeling it, just, I hope these words kind of, you remember like, okay, Eric said to try, so I'm going to try. I hope you try. And if you do try, let me know, post in the comments and let me know how it went. Um, cause it, it may go poorly. It likely will. Um, but the teacher will go, okay, that was pretty good, but you fucked up here, change this. And then you, you'll make a note. You'll never make that mistake again. Most likely. Um, Again, I know this is obvious advice, but I'm, I hope it just rings a bell in your head because for me, there were some days where I was like a little too nervous. Um, one thing that counteracts nervousness, nervousness obviously is if you're confident, um, if you know the material. So that's my other advice is I'm, I, I cannot stress this enough. Um, if there's any way you can save, save for class, like, um, okay, for example, let's say you're starting and you're a couple months in, um, the let the, the words you've been learning recently and the grammar are related to the weather and weather reports. So you're learning how to say thunder, how to say it's raining, how to say uh, tomorrow it's going to be, uh, well, I'm, I'm so used to Celsius now, it's going to be 80 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, <clears throat> so you're going through that. Um, 
you obviously for the next class you can prep because you're learning these words and you know okay at some point in class I'm gonna have to say these words either with a speaking partner or the teacher's gonna call me and ask me to try to say it so prepare yourself know like okay the teacher's gonna ask me most likely or at least to some degree what was the weather like today and what's the weather like tomorrow so then in your head while you're you know driving to school or actually no study study at home or whatever get it all practice like okay she's gonna ask me like okay what's the weather like today so like wow i think i kind of goofed that but i basically was saying it's raining right now but later it's supposed to uh get sunnier you know I just kind of have that in my head. I kind of practice it. Now it's not, I mean, don't look at it as like cheating. Like, Oh, he just brought in like pre-made stuff and just spat it out. Like it's, it's, but like, it's, this is a good thing. Um, if, if they call on you and the question will probably be a little different. Like what was the weather like two days ago? And you're like, Oh shit. Like it changed my answer a little bit, but I could probably still use it or I could tweak it a little bit. Um, and I know this, this advice sounds obvious, but it, it, it goes such a long way. Um, showing up prepared. And this isn't, um, this is okay here's one thing i actually kind of struggled with is i didn't want to be the guy uh you know no one likes a teacher's pet no one likes the goody two shoes the guy the try hard the guy who tries too hard the know-it-all but when you're learning a language i i almost feel like that doesn't apply because you're either you're either speaking the language or you're not it's not like you're the kid in class who like okay i know all of the math algorithms i know all the history textbooks i know all this stuff and you don't so I'm a know-it-all that's, you know, people kind of get mad. Like, okay, he's just a know-it-all, you know, whatever. Um, but when it's a language, like who cares if you know it all, that's a great thing. That means you can move on. Um, it's not, it's not something to be ashamed about. Uh, so for me, that was kind of weird because it was, it's, um, like always like, I, I want, I can't, I would come to class prepared so much that I wanted to raise my hand. Like, okay, I prepared, I kind of earned my, I don't know, moment to like, I don't want to say show off, but you know, show off a bit, like show off. Okay. I learned this. Um, and then you may like, you'll probably still likely make a mistake in there. But, um, if you feel confident and they're like, okay, you could change this a bit. Just be like, Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Um, that goes a long way. And I know, I know a lot of people might be really shy and it's hard, but I just, I, I want to encourage you to try volunteer. Um, be be a part of the 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 small group of classmates that are really trying hard in the i guess the the know-it-alls but in a language being a know-it-all is a great thing um don't be embarrassed to do that um yeah i'm looking at my other notes here uh, practice every day sure this again might be obvious but make an effort every day to um one thing i do this helps a lot is um if i like if I'm not learning anything specific that I can like kind of review in my head or practice or a conversation, um, I'll just simply narrate what I'm doing. <laughs> I know these might sound dumb, but again, this is, this is stuff that works for me. Um, so like, uh, let's say like I'm on the train and I'm on my way to school. So yeah <laughs> sorry that was kind of a ramble but basically what i was just saying is that i'm on the train i'm going to school um after school's done i'm gonna go grab a beer with a friend and then i have to go home and do homework um <clears throat> uh, again it's just it's um you kind of do that in your head do it a couple times and it becomes to the point um okay here here's one other note i have here this is great um it's kind of it's kind of like a motivational quote it might not it might be kind of cheesy um my advice overall with uh, learning a language is don't memorize a language learn a language um this this is important because you know again like me I'm, I'm trying to memorize this one word um and if i'd memorize it a bit um okay so like like for example like another class like again i keep i went back to like math and history uh for a history test you study like specific dates you study uh what year this war happened you know etc you take the test and when the test is done, you're probably going to forget it, right? Because you're not using it every day. You're not thinking about it. You might kind of vaguely remember it, but it's, it's kind of gone, right? Uh, with a language, you know, you can't really just vaguely forget. You have to remember the syllables, the words, the grammar. Um, so practice every day. And, oh, sorry, I already said that. Um, what I meant to say was learn the language. Don't memorize it. Um, don't just memorize it enough and then like, okay, I got it on the test and then forget about it. Take the test, take the, you know, you'll get your, your homework back and you got like an 85 see what you did wrong, see what you did right. And I, again, it takes a lot of time and you're not going to do it every time. I just, I want to encourage you to do that because for me that helped a lot. Um, rather than just getting the homework and be like, Oh, I got an 85. I passed. Boom. 
like, well, wait, why did you get an 85? What did you mess up on? Because you obviously, you thought you did it right and you didn't. Um, so again, <clears throat> um, it's get it to where the language is almost more muscle memory rather than uh, memorization. Um, again, that's kind of a cheesy quote, but um, it's, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, one really important thing, again, this, this is mostly like an encouragement video. Again, I showed you like the tools I used and kind of how I studied. Um, oh, I forgot to mention, I'm totally, I'm going off on too many trails here and, uh, I'm going to try to still keep it under an hour here. Um, but we also don't really have a time limit, so it's all good. This is the first podcast. I hope this is okay. Um, <clears throat> is there's an application called line. Let me try to grab it here. Um, I don't know if you can see it on my phone. For those of you listening to the podcast, I apologize. It's called Line. You can't really see. It. It's just kind of a green, and it's got a white message there, and it says Line. Um, you don't necessarily have to download it if you don't have any friends yet that use it. Um, but everyone in, um, maybe not all of Asia, but I, I know Korea, and everyone in Japan uses this. And I mean everyone, not like cool kids. It's not like Snapchat where the adults don't really use it and all the kids do. Everyone uses this. SMS messaging literally like doesn't exist there when I went there and I'd be like okay so what's your number I want to text you and they're like well I'll give you my line account and I'm like well just give me your messaging thing because I can message you they're like what's messaging what is that like they they literally didn't have the messaging app even on their phone or maybe they threw it away or put it away like they didn't have it I'm like wait what so um line is a terrific app it's essentially like uh text messaging mixed with Facebook mixed with um it has like a bunch of really cool like stamps and stickers like if you've ever used facebook messenger this is where they came from um they started here and got so popular that facebook adapted them at least i think they did because um they're they're more funny here i've bought a few and they're great they're really illustrated anyways everyone in japan uses this so if you end up getting maybe get a uh, um a pen pal there's plenty of websites online that have pen pals for like hey i'm, I'm new to japanese and i can teach you english I want to meet someone. I actually did that for a while. There was a, um, what was it called? It's called, okay. It's called, I think the application I used was called Interpals. It may be more like a dating site. Now that I look back at it, I think it's more of a dating thing. Um, but I used it, um, you know, I was of course talking to some girls, but I was using it mostly to, um, be like, Hey, I'm new to Japanese. Like, can we just like chat or whatever? And it always fizzles out. You do it for a bit and then you get busy and you stop that. That's normal. Um, but that was something I actually did before or like when I first started going to school because I was just so excited to try to practice my Japanese. Um, so you can get line, add them online, message them, um, and just kind of get used to, uh, you know, reading, writing and, uh, Japanese and also teaching a little English. It's fun. Um, so line's great. Um, I kind of went off on a tangent there because I forgot to mention line and now I went back to it. Um, let's see. Yeah. Again, last notes. It's all, this is all kind of, uh, encouraging things um one thing i have written here i don't know if this is even worth uh discussing but we'll go into it is i i have the words written be proud and excited that you're learning a language because as you learn it um you're going to be excited you're going to be you you're going to want to share it with everyone because it's just it's so cool and you're like oh this is i totally i learned this new word and this new grammar and at least that's how i was am i just a nerd <laughs> get excited about the language get excited it's fun um it's really fun and um uh, you know, you're going to want to like, Oh, did you know in Japanese? Actually, they don't use this. They use this. Um, my, my advice is there's a time and a place to show off your Japanese. There's a time and a place to use it and kind of like, yeah, I know Japanese and this person doesn't, there's times and places to do that in class with your teacher or with friends who are study partners. Those are times to go ahead and use it. Um, with your speaking partner, with anyone, uh, pen pal, go ahead when you're with your friends who literally know nothing about japanese they they're excited they're happy for you but they don't really care just shut up <laughs> just speak english you know put it I, I i know i say to to uh use japanese every day and practice every day but there's a time for it you're still in america you're still with other people who aren't necessarily as interested and i'm saying that because i'm guilty of this um this might seem sound like weird advice but for me i was so excited and i wanted to share with all my friends um, different things. And I, I think I kind of saw over time that they were like, okay, like, please shut up <laughs> because it's, you know, I, you don't want to put them down or make them feel like they're, uh, not as smart or anything. Cause they're not, I mean, that's not the case is what I'm saying. Um, you're just, you're, you happen to be learning one language and they're not. Um, so just be proud, but don't be like, uh, annoying about it or too obnoxious or, uh, like boastful. I don't know, but be proud. Um, but just, you know, know kind of when to turn it off and on. 
Um, the last thing I've written here, which is kind of cool. Um, I know I said earlier, oh, actually, I didn't even mention this before. Um, one tip of advice, uh, I had this earlier in my notes, but I didn't uh, mention it. Um, a lot of people say that they learn Japanese through anime, um, which is really cool. There's, t there's tons of cool anime out there. Uh, you can definitely learn uh, different phrases and words and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's in Japanese. So of course you can. Um, but my advice is not to learn from it exclusively. That's my advice. Um, don't, don't use ja uh, anime as the only way you're learning the language. Use it to complement it. Um, so like what I did, I went into, you know, I spent a year in class learning the foundation and some of the words and stuff like that. So that I kind of got a foundation going and then I would watch like an anime and I would start to pick up a couple words like, oh, I know that word. Oh, I know that word. Oh, I've heard that grammar point. Like, wait, what's that grammar point? You can make notes. Um, use it to complement it. Don't use it solely only because um, anime isn't always real Japanese. Um, if you're watching Dragon Ball Z and they're talking about revenge and taking over the world and uh, nuclear bombs. Well, I don't know. I don't think they really talk about that. But um, it's not always real Japanese is what I'm saying. I'm sure there's, there's plenty of anime art out there that are maybe more down to earth uh, slice of life and a little bit more realistic that you can totally use. Um, one movie I recently saw, which I'm going to recommend this one, is, is great. Um, if you guys watch anime, you may know it. It's called Kimi no Nawa. Kimi no Nawa, which means uh, your name in Japanese. Um, terrific movie. Uh, ter the animation is beautiful. For the animation alone, it's worth watching. Um, it's not in America yet, though. So if you want to do it legally, wait. If you want to do what I did and uh, <clears throat> have a friend show it <laughs> to you online, uh, the Pirates on the Bay. <clears throat> you can find it online. Um, I haven't found it in 1080 yet. Uh, so I'm going to wait until it actually comes out and buy it. But I, I recommend it. Um, it was really popular. It might still be in theaters in Japan, but it was in theaters just earlier, a couple months ago. And it, it blew it. It was a huge hit. Um, anyways, but that, that movie, I've been watching it, um, multiple times now because it's, uh, the Japanese in it is very, very real. Um, so that one I can recommend because it's just kind of the life of these two teenagers, um, and I don't want to spoil it, but, um, it's really good. Um, my last, so my advice again, yeah, just use it to compliment it because anime can be a great compliment. You can learn new things. Um, I would just, I would just encourage not to use that as the sole thing because, um, it can kind of make your Japanese weird. I think I've seen some people who, uh, I think they were, they were learning from, uh, Naruto and, uh, you know, they came in saying some stuff and it was like, what? It was like fighting words or it was just kind of strange. You know, it's just not real. So that's just my encouragement by all means, if you want to go ahead, but that's my advice. Um, but my last thing I'm going into is even though I say not to learn solely from anime, learn from manga as well. Use this as a compliment for sure. Um, for those who aren't watching the video version, I'm holding up a manga book called, uh, Doraemon D O R A E M O N Doraemon. It's uh, a really, really popular show. Um, slash manga started off as a manga I think um, in Japan I think it started in the 60s and it's been coming out like every week since the 60s it's still going um, it says in the title here it's a gadget cat from the future it's a bench it's a basically this nerd nerdy kid um, he's not really good at anything he's not very strong he, he kind of gets beat up and things like that um, gets a friend from the future he's a robot cat who has a bunch of like toy like gadgets so like uh there's one episode where uh, the main character, he needs to study for a test the next day. So uh, Doraemon is the character. He gives him uh, a tool that, or he gives him bread that if you write down things on the bread and you eat it, you can remember it. It's called Ankipan. Pan is bread and Anki means like memorization. So it's like memorization bread. Anyways, it's just really, it's really uh, childish and it's a kid's show. So, um, but this is a terrific book because uh, the one I'm holding specifically is the English uh, slash Japanese version. So how do they call it? It's the Shogakukan English Comics. Shogakukan means um, like elementary in Japanese. So Shogakukan wow. English Comics. If you can find this online, I definitely recommend it because it has both the Japanese and the English of the original like first manga. So the old ones, um, but it has the English written in there, but above it is the Japanese. So you can you know, try to read in just Japanese or you could read just the English and go back. You can do whatever you want. Um, this is terrific. Um, 
I'm not a huge anime or manga guy, but I buy a lot of manga. I buy it and I, I read through, I read through like, how do I say? Like, I'm not like a huge fan where I buy all of a series. I'll just buy a single book of a lot of series. So here's the manga of that movie I just recommended, Kimi no Nawa. Look at this illustration. It's beautiful. The whole thing is like, the whole covers like, um, even the, the first few pages are in color. This is great. Um, so this is all in Japanese. Um, and again, the movie has, it's really realistic Japanese. So the... Um, words that are in here are mostly I mean there's kanji in here but um, you'll notice if you're reading a manga that have kanji in it they'll usually have the hiragana next to it so that you can understand it um, or at least understand how to read it so if you learn hiragana and katakana um, you could you could technically read this whole book you won't understand every word but you could you could sound out and like phonetically read this whole thing which is that's a great thing um, I have a whole stack here I'm not gonna like go into each one individually I'll just show you the stack because it's kind of cool um, what do I have here Sorry, I'm kind of organizing all this. This is like a fourth of it. I got Tokyo Ghoul, One Punch Man, uh, Batum's kind of cool. This one's weird. Uh, what was it? Hakaiju. It's like monsters or something, end of the world. Um, I actually have my, maybe my proudest one in here. This one's sick. Check this out. Um, I'm a huge Zelda fan, as I'm sure many of you are. Um, this is the Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask manga. It's the manga in the manga Link actually talks. For those who don't know, this is a video game. Uh, the main character in the game he never talks, and in here he talks, and it's fucking cool. So this um, I've gone through. Uh, if there's a word I don't know, I like take a pencil and I go and I write it. Um, I've read through this whole thing once when I was in Japan. I didn't understand half of it, but you can see the pictures. You understand what's going on. Um, manga is absolutely awesome. Uh, for helping your reading and writing Japanese and especially once you start learning kanji so this says Zelda no uh, Densetsu which means the legend of Zelda so um, again this is the katakana so Zelda it's like an English or a foreign word Zelda's uh, legend essentially awesome um, and I guess last thing is aside from manga you can buy books as well uh, this is an autobiography from a really cool um, manga artist his name is uh, Mizu Mizuki Shigeru he unfortunately passed away, I think, last year. Um, he was he was in World War II. He was a terrific manga artist. I, I only know all this because I learned about him in a class. Um, he lost his arm in the war, but he was a really uh, terrific artist. I'll see if I can find some art in here. Um, and he basically made like manga autobiographies about his experience in the war because it's, it's, it's a really sad and really insane story. Um, you know, with just World War II in Japan, it's a really, really difficult time very confusing time um for you know people are basically expected to die and he didn't and he was um kind of scolded at by his officers for not sacrificing himself really it's pretty deep stuff but um that being said i haven't read this whole thing but i bought it um while in japan because it's uh it was cheap and it's small um but at some point i'm going to go through and read this whole thing um because i've got again this is a more of a novel <clears throat> so this is terrific if you can read through this, your Japanese is really good, but it's not quite there yet for me. So, um, um, I guess the last, while we're just on this manga thing, um, one other great um, anime aside from uh, Doraemon to watch if you're trying to watch like children's cartoons that are easy Japanese to understand, or manga. This is uh, Shin Chan. A lot of you guys may know um, if you guys watch Adult Swim. It's called uh, yeah Shin Shin Chan, I think. Um, apparently, I heard the uh, the American translation didn't come to America very well because it, it's a it's a very Japanese show. Um, it's the the jokes and the humor and the just everything inside of it is so Japanese. Um, after I, you know, I was there from a year, and then I watched this like uh, anime, and there were so many like nostalgic things like, oh, I totally remember using that in Japan. I totally they have these. Um, for example, they have tables where there's like a it's a table. <clears throat> And on the sides of it are blankets that kind of hang down. And underneath the table, there's a heater. And you can, like, put your feet under there and kind of lay with the blanket. But you're under a table, so you can put food on the table. But it's warm. And it, it's incredible. It's just so everyone kind of sits around laying. They, like, eat fruit, watch TV. And there's parts in this where they do that. And it's like, oh, that's totally nostalgic for Japan. Um, but this, it's a really funny comic in Japanese. I think it makes more sense in Japanese than in English. Um, 
you know, this, this can even help you learn um, Doraemon as well. It's very Japanese. Um, through both, you actually can get kind of a good idea of Japan, to be honest. I know it's a cartoon and it's a joke um, and it's everything's really exaggerated. But this is, you know, this is very Japanese. Um, it's got his dad, who's a salaryman worker. Um, his mom's a stay-at-home mom, which is a very common thing in Japan. Um, so he hangs out with his mom a lot. It shows like uh, kind of the shenanigans he gets into with uh, school. I'm reading this right now. The mom is... Well, it's kind of got some uh, almost nudity in here, but the mom is going with uh, the daughter into a hot spring, and that's a big thing in Japan, um, nudity, and um, you're with the same gender in Japan, but it's, uh, it's a hot spring, and it's, it's a really cool experience. One of my favorite things in Japan was the hot springs. Um, so anyways, I recommend this. Uh, I guess in Japanese, if you were to read it, it's Kureon Shinchan. Kureon is like crayon because the animation is purposely very terrible. Um, but that kind of adds to the humor, and it's really funny. I love this series. It's it's great. Um, anyways, guys. Oh, last thing. I know I know. I was giving advice on um, practicing every day. Always be thinking about it. Kind of have it running through your head. Um, get a notepad. This is a big, this is a big example. Um, I only have this notepad because this sits by my bed. This says, what does it say? Netflix no. Random no tango. So it's it's random Netflix words. So I, I I go to bed watching Netflix or YouTube all the time, or actually like every night. Um, and if I'm in the mood, I'll put on a Japanese show because uh, Netflix recently came out in Japan. So right now there's a lot of Japanese series that are coming out. Um, sorry, I was on the verge of sneezing there. I thought I was going to sneeze. Um, there's a lot of Japanese series that are coming to uh, America. One that I recommend, it's, it's kind of stupid and it's a reality show, um, but it's called Terrace House. Um, the reason I watch it is because, I, again, it's, it's, it's a reality show and it's probably kind of dumb, but the, the Japanese is um, people from ages 18 to 26 speaking to each other and talking about drama and sex and love and, drama, you know, things and all that. Um, <clears throat> so that's very, 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 very real Japanese. So for me, it's really great practice. Um, I love using it um, kind of as a way. So anyways, all I'm saying is I have a notebook there. I have a notebook in my backpack. I have my phone, which I take notes on. I have one at work. Um, when I was working at the Japanese bookstore, uh, that's unfortunately ending soon, but, um, in order to create more time so that I can study Japanese, um, I, long story short, I entered a job at a bookstore, uh, a Japanese bookstore in order to improve my Japanese. Um, and then at, right after that, I ended up getting another job, um, so my Japanese in class was actually getting much worse, unfortunately, this semester. But so unfortunately, I had to put in my two weeks, um, which is a really sad thing. I loved working there and I love everyone that works there. But um, I simply am uh, really busy. As if you saw in my last video, I was explaining that I'm just really overwhelmed. And that's why we're kind of doing podcasts right now rather than doing video editing, because um, I'm just I'm too tied up. I don't have time to edit videos together. So doing a podcast like this is great. Um, I thank you guys seriously so much for tuning in. If you guys enjoyed it, if this helps at all, I hope it does. Again, I know my advice might just be like, steady hard, don't slack off, but I, I mean it, man. Have fun. If there's any advice I can have is, is the reason I ask why do you want to learn it is because you should enjoy it. And if you don't think you'll enjoy doing it, maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's another, or maybe there's another language you'd like to learn. Um, there's, there's a lot of factors and there's, there's always reasons to make excuses on why you don't want to do it. Um, so I just encourage you to have a good enough reason to kind of motivate you and keep you excited, keep it fun. I love learning this language. There's days where I don't want to do it, but at the end of the day, I, I'm, I find myself getting more and more passionate toward it. So, um, that's partly why I do the YouTube channel as well is because, um, I just want to share what I'm learning with everyone. And so I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope it helped. Thank you guys so much for real. Um, if you guys are turning in for the first time, this is Eric abroad. Um, I have a YouTube channel, which is my primary channel here, but I am now venturing, uh, or reaching out. We're not changing from YouTube, but I'm reaching out also to SoundCloud, YouTube, and, uh, sorry, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music, uh, for this, for the podcast here. Um, if you guys enjoyed it and if it helped out, please let me know in the comments. Um, if there's any constructive criticism, like, Hey, this podcast is too long, which is probably going to be one. Let me know in the comments. Um, I'm going to try to keep these, you know, somewhat short or roughly an hour. I think I'm about an hour and five minutes here. <clears throat> so we're probably going to wrap this one up, I think. Um, but I had a lot of fun. This is great. Again, it's a way for me to kind of uh, talk to you guys in a way I never really could before. And I can kind of sp go off on tangents and tell stories. And I think this is fun. Um, I hope you guys uh, have a good 
reason to study Japanese. And if not, I hope you're at least motivated enough to keep going with it because it's a lot of fun. Let me know, you know, what your progress is like if you end up buying any of the textbooks, uh, applications, or any books that I recommended. Let me know what you think. Um, and yes, I think that will pretty much do it for today. I had a ton of fun. It's uh, now midnight, so my roommate is probably a little upset. Um, I have a Japanese roommate. She is from Tokyo, and I think she's in bed or studying right now. So I'm going to think I'm going to wrap this up for tonight. Uh, I have work tomorrow, um, not till noon. But uh, it's time to go get some bed because I'm actually pretty exhausted. So thank you guys for listening so much. If you guys liked it, oh, kind of spit there. <clears throat> Let's try it again. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching and or listening. Um, if you guys liked it, please give me a like. Uh, please follow me on SoundCloud if you're on there. Um, if you're simply on YouTube, please leave a like and a comment. And please subscribe to the channel. Um, I really appreciate any subscribers I can get, and lately, um, a few of my videos have been getting a little bit more views lately, so I've seen the subscriber count start to boost up a bit. It's still a very small channel, but I am so excited to see it growing a little bit. Um, we'll continue doing it, no matter how many subscribers we have, because it's fun, but seeing those subscribers is, uh, it makes me happy, it's really encouraging, and uh, you guys leave a lot of uh, positive comments saying that you're excited about Japan, um, so I, I hope this video helps, um, at least. Uh, encourage or I hope it actually helps you you know kind of uh, if you're deciding on learning Japanese that's how I went through it um, <clears throat> and uh, again I've said it like a million times now I'm kind of repeating myself uh, this is what happens when you don't have a script so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for watching please like please subscribe please comment please share please follow please hashtag I don't know do all that stuff please I appreciate all you guys love all you guys I had a blast thank you guys so much let me find a sound we need to play some kind of a oh here we go this is perfect so I'm kind of rambling I'm talking too much and I'm going too fast it's Charlie Brown it's Charlie Brown sound effect that's so cool <laughs> I'm, I have way too much fun with this we have way let's see we have a laugh track all right Eric Time to end the podcast. Thank you guys for listening so much. Um, again, uh, for now, the podcast will be coming out every Monday morning. Um, so I hope you'll tune in to next week. And depending on uh, time and such, I may occasionally upload a podcast sometime during the middle of the week if I'm just kind of in the mood. Uh, maybe there's something that happens. Maybe uh, Donald Trump wins the presidential election and we need to talk about it. Well, I'm not a very political guy, so we probably won't talk about that. But <laughs> um, thank you guys again. Um, do all that stuff. And I'll see you guys next time uh, in the next podcast. And then hopefully some more future, some more videos um, on my normal uh, travel channel, hopefully in the future here soon. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. I'll see you guys next week. Have a good night. And, oh, here we go. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Peace. Oh, <laughs>